Did you ever wonder if it were possible to have great conversations in a relaxed and friendly environment? If you did, welcome to Hanging Out with Iluka on The Eclectic. The Eclectic is a weekly podcast where we discuss a variety of issues bordering on different aspects of life and its intricacies. So join us as together we embark on this journey towards making life-changing discoveries. Hello everybody, welcome to Hanging Out with Eloka on The Eclectic. My name is Eloka Odue and I'm your regular host right here on The Eclectic. I have alongside me the ever amiable lucky pastor to help us dissect this topic. The myth of forgiveness. We're having the myth of forgiveness today. Mm-hmm. Do you forgive? Oh sure I do. Okay, so why are we having the myth of forgiveness. Is forgiveness um, meant to be a myth? Is it not a reality? Well, maybe our capable guests will tell us that's when we proceed. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get cracking then. All right. All right. Now, it is believed that forgiveness does not destroy our memory. We are instructed to forgive each other in the same way that God forgives us. Thus, forgiveness is not a feeling but a decision. It is the decision to offer grace instead of demanding justice. Forgiveness removes the barrier and opens the possibility for the relationship to grow. Oftentimes, people believe that once you forgive a person, you are expected to forget whatever wrong that person may have done to you. They equate forgiveness with a total and complete obliteration of the memory of that offending act as though the mind were some memory card or a storage device where you just simply delete or erase unwanted memory at will. Perhaps we could better explain the myth of forgiveness by sharing four things that in the words of Gary Chapman, forgiveness does not do. Joining the conversation via the phone line, our guest is a graduate assistant at Veritas University Abuja and the owner of Davin's Footwear Nigeria. You can connect with her on Instagram at Avine Made It. That's A-V-I-N-E Made It. M-A-D-E then I-T. You can also find her on, Insta- on LinkedIn at Mary Akaini. Mary, you're welcome to hanging out with Eloka on the Eclectic. Thank you so much, Eloka. Thank you for joining us. Now, uh, Mary, we are looking at... Uh, the myth of forgiveness all right and yeah. in the words of gary chapman he believes that uh forgiveness does not do four things which uh we we are hoping you would be able to um explain further for us or better still shed more light on all right now the first thing he said forgiveness does not do is destroy our memory what do you think about his opinion on this Okay, um, about forgiveness not destroying our memory, I actually agree with what he said because at the end of the day, we are all human, right? Okay. So it doesn't mean that if you make um, a conscious decision, because obviously when you say you want to forgive someone, it simply means that you decided that you're not going to hold any grudge against somebody, you're not going to ask them for 
compensation or you're not going to try to revenge because they did you something wrong. But even though you make that conscious decision to let go of the wrongdoing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've forgotten what the person did to you. So I feel like remembering what someone did to you is actually human. It comes to your mind once in a while. But it's not something you should actively ponder on. In my opinion, we should even try as much as possible to forget it if we can. We should make a conscious decision to forget it, even though at the end of the day, you may not totally erase it from your memory. So I just feel like it's something that you should always try to do. You should always try to, as much as possible, put it out of your mind. Because if you feel you are not holding that person ransom anymore, you should not focus on what you do to them. Miss um, Mary, you keep mentioning um, trying to forget. I mean, um, is it really possible to forget no matter how hard you try? You know, um, according to Chapman, it's a thing of choice to forgive, okay, not a feeling. Alright, so um, when you say try to forget, okay, are you trying to say that there is a way someone would try and eventually would forget that thing that has been done to him or her well if it eventually i honestly don't know personally from my own experience i have not been able to completely erase what someone did to me from my memory especially when i have frequent contact with the person in my opinion it doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't forgiven that person okay. i mean we're all human when you see anybody you know the first thing that comes to your mind is your experience with that person positive or negative i'm sure you would agree with that okay now um i'm um, just to also add if you are holding grudges against someone does it mean you haven't forgiven the person if you're holding grudge against someone mm. yes it means you haven't forgiven the person okay so holding grudge against someone is it a thing of feeling or choice as well holding a grudge against someone is a thing of choice Oh, really? Because it's like the opposite of forgiveness, yes. Okay. So, um, so you mean some people just hold grudge against people because they choose to, not because they feel that way? They may feel that way, but your emotions are a choice. Mm, okay. You can decide, you can, yes, you can act towards changing your emotion. Okay, yes, you okay. should never let your emotions to control you. Okay. So you have okay. to act in such a way that you, through your actions, change what you feel. Okay. So in you other don't always have to flow with your feeling. You can try to change it. Okay. So in other words, whether you feel the need to forgive or not, mm. or whether you feel like this mm. thing this person has done to me, it still hurts me. Mm. But the choice to forgive oh, yeah. is what you know truly shows that you're forgiving the person, regardless exactly. of how you feel about the situation. Yeah. Uh, okay. And um, could it also be that this idea of forgive and forget, people always say, think also in the Bible, right? To forgive and forget. So does uh, it mean? Oh. Is, it, is it really in the Bible? I I I I, I, I know forgiveness is in the Bible, but that forgetting aspect, come on, God knows how He created us. He should, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure He wouldn't ask us to. No, forget. but but then what what I'm trying to say is the idea of forgiving and forgetting. Does it really mean that what they are trying to say? Whosoever brought about that theory is forgetting in the sense that not reacting. Or not making reference, making reference yeah, yeah. to that thing the person has done to you to show that yes you've really forgiven the person could it be that's what um forgive and forget is all about yeah, 
probably in the RBG. Okay. Of course, it could never mean you receive from him completely in the okay. sense that you like you have a memory loss about her experience. Me, that's it. Okay. Forgive, you're not holding a grudge against that person. You don't want to do anything bad to that person because of what you did to you. You are consciously trying to forget. You may not completely forget, but you are consciously trying to make sure that you don't hold on to that feeling or that thought, sorry, mm, of what okay. the person did yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Now, secondly, he said that uh, forgiveness does not remove the, all the consequences of wrongdoing. Do you agree with him? I, I, I'll give you an example. For instance, um, uh, okay, let, let me not use a relationship here now. Let me use something else, all right? Uh, I, 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 I take the money you were supposed to use to start a business, right? Maybe you lent me this money or I stole the money from you or in whatever form. But the point here is that the money you were supposed to use to start up a business, uh, for some reason, I am responsible for that money not being available to you to start that business, all right? And then maybe months okay. later, I I come to apologize and probably even pay back double of what I have I have deprived you of. Now you may you may forgive me. What he's saying here now is that you may forgive me, but the consequence, which is you losing the business at that point in time, uh, still remains. In as much as you've forgiven me, so that's what he's saying here. That um, forgiveness does not take away the consequence of wrongdoing. Do you agree with that? Let me try playing the devil's advocate here, really. If um, forgiveness does not take away the effect of uh, of uh, what's it called what now, what, what of whatever has been done, mm. then what really is the aim of that forgiveness? What what to what end would my apology be? And then I come apologizing what? to you. If my apology does not mitigate nor erase whatever wrong I have done to you, then to what end is that apology? Um, well, I think from a moral perspective, it's what is demanded. When you wrong your brother or neighbor or whatever, you should reconcile with him, you should try to make peace with him, you should let him know that you are fault, that you did something wrong. So to me, I feel that um, you, the offender, you're trying to clear your conscience, uh, right? Because you did something wrong. And obviously, the offended, when they find out that this is the person that offended them, they should forgive. 
this trial is not supposed to be just let you go because at the end of the day you're not the one that's supposed to reciprocate what the person did to you so the reason for that um forgiveness and the reason asking for the forgiveness that's the apology so that you can clear your mind of the wrong that you did okay and and um i'm come to think of it this particular um idea of forgiveness not taking away the consequence of what has been done actually got me thinking um if for instance um someone raped me and i became hiv positive okay and um he he she came to me later on to so okay, I'm, I'm a guy now, so I'm, I'm speaking like a lady raped me. It actually okay. sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, now, so now she, she she asked me to forgive her, okay? And now, uh, being the good man I am, I forgive her. But the HIV is still there. I'm still feeling the pain, the trauma, the, the stigma, and all that that comes with being HIV positive. Now, this is the thing of feeling now, okay? And I'm about to take a um, a decision that does not have to do with feeling, but a choice. Now, no, now I want to know actually how how really possible is this? Since I know the consequence of this thing this person has done is still living with me, and I'm struggling with that feeling, being as tough as it may be at a point in time. Now, trying to not take a cautious decision to say i want to forgive her how how easy do you think that really would be for the individual okay i think i have two <laughs> not two answers but i from two different perspectives okay. from the moral and the objective perspective okay. i would say that it's difficult but you have to make the choice to forgive now from the subjective perspective a human being and as someone who is experiencing trauma, I would say it is nearly impossible. I say nearly because obviously all things are possible once you believe it. I'm taking this whole forgiveness thing from a moral perspective because the truth is that if you are not um, inclining it to God or um, scripture and all of that, it is very difficult, right? So, so many people that don't maybe don't believe in God or don't um, believe in scripture or they are not just, you know, perspective they may not be feeling to forgive but the truth is that if you if the red acts and so that you are not doing this for the person mm-hmm. you are doing this because you are telling God by forgiving that I let this do it if I hold this person in my mind they will hold you back mm-hmm. so that's why I said first of all from the objective perspective you have to be person it's a conscious decision you have to do so it's to be appropriate to say that you just need God, right? Yes, that's what it is. I just sit, sit here and say it, but when you've not experienced some of these things, mm. as human beings, you know that it is, it is not easy to 
Então, da
And in some cases, when some people see that, okay, um, even if, um, let's go back to the husband and wife situation, what if the man doesn't start doing things that make him look um, credible? It's what if he doesn't start, what if he still goes back to his shady behavior, let's say? He doesn't reveal trust, he forgives the person. Probably these things, um, if you want to be practical about it, you can decide to talk to the person about it to say, oh, these things you are doing, I'm not comfortable with them, I still don't believe that you have changed. But that concept of forgiveness, to me, it doesn't drag trust with it. You okay. have the person has to do something. How was the trust built in the first place? The person acted in a way that was trustworthy. Do it again and prove to me that I can trust you again after you did something back to me. That's so, 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 um, what you're saying now is, when you have made someone to develop this mistrust about you, you need you the same way you made the person develop that feeling of mistrusting you. You still need to do undo what you've done or do better things that will enable the person to trust you again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, now, I, I, I've actually seen situation where um, um, someone did something and um, the next person happened not to trust him anymore, okay? And um, he, he still decided to forgive because the Bible says forgive, alright? But then, he no longer tells the offender things anymore, he no longer treats the offender like he used to treat the person before that's because actually he hasn't seen any reason to retrust that person and the person would obviously say um you haven't you don't have a forgiving heart or you haven't forgiven me what do you have to say about that oh no <laughs> well i'm not i'm not a, a what the word okay let me just say that i agree with the person that decided to um keep away valuable information. Mm. I I think I like what the person did to me. That's very good. Because, mm. okay, let's take a very abstract, very, very abstract example. Um, fire, Just think of um, fire, for example. Now, you put your hand in fire, you get burned. Mm. Fire has not changed. It's the same temperature. Oh, yeah. It's not mm. been covered. And you want to put your hand there again. Mm, no. So you can That's forgive the fire, but don't trust the fire with your finger anymore. <laughs> So why should I now believe? Because I don't trust you doesn't mean I haven't forgiven you. Now okay. the person says okay. I and you you don't have a forgiving spirit. That's just what that word you're tripping. I would say it's you tripping because they're just trying to make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. I know I hold no grudge against you. You are not in my mind. You don't know. Probably from the way I am acting, from the way I'm hiding information from you. I'm not hiding information because I hate you. Because at the end of the day, you are loving your neighbor. You should also love yourself, right? Mm. And if you keep on giving that person valuable information and that person keeps using it to damage you, you don't love yourself. If you love yourself, you keep that information away. You keep your relationship safe. Whatever um, information you want to um, give the person, fine. Obviously, you will say if you want, you can still be interacting with the person, very fine. But anything that you know that you do it again, the whole process repeats itself. Why waste your time? You just want to keep on forgiving, trusting the person, forgiving, trusting the person. When you know that you can keep that relationship in a better way, when you hide sensitive information, you still put yourself in trouble. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. So I guess um, the high point here is once you're forgiven, the offender needs to prove themselves that they are now trustworthy. They should earn your trust, right? Yes. The, the, the meaning, the onus is now on them to do more of the work to breach yes. that trust that was uh, that was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. okay. It's alright. Okay then. Uh, We'll take a break and then uh, when we return, we would continue our conversation with uh, Mary Akaini. You are listening to Hanging Out with Eloka on The Eclectic. We invite you to join the conversation on various social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram at Eloka on the Eclectics. That is E-L-O-K-A-O-N-T-H-E-E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C. Drop your comments and let us know your thoughts on the subject currently on Focus. Send us an email to Eloka on the Eclectic at gmail.com if you have a story to share with us or any topic you would have us discuss here on the Eclectic. All right, people, welcome back from that uh, short break. Uh, we still have Mary Akaini here, still discussing the myth of forgiveness. And we're looking at the four things Gary Chapman said forgiveness does not do. And uh, we are on the final point he raised. All right. Now, uh, Akaini, Gary Chapman feels that, or he says that, Forgiveness does not always result in reconciliation. If this is true, how then do we marry the idea between forgiving and reconciling with the people we forgive? Should I take the whole question again? Okay, no, 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 I heard what you said. Okay, so you said how do we marry the idea between forgiving and reconciling? Yes, um, in some situations, um, forgiveness does lead to reconciliation. But um, not in all situations. Now, I I recently read a story who said that she she grew up and used to always forgiving people and always going back to the way that the relationship was because I think that's what um reconciliation here is meant to be. That when you forgive someone, the relationship should go back to the way it was. Like you should reconcile the relationship so that you the both of you will still be on the same group. Now, she said that she had someone who was always offending her, who was always um, being rude to her, who was always being like a kind of bully figure, sort of, if I could use that word. So, um, she kept on trying to forgive the person and try to keep the relationship going, but the person kept on acting in the same way. And she prayed about it, that the person should change, because she felt that it would be wrong for her to end the relationship, because... Um, just because of the way the person is behaving. But someone eventually told her that for the sake of, if you actually want this relationship to remain the way it is, you actually have to do, you have to have to change the way the relationship is in the sense that you should not necessarily keep up with the same manner of communication. Because if you do that, then this person will always have the opportunity to bully you or insult you or whatever. You, you give the person space. 
so that probably um, if the person still wants to reach out to you once in a while, if the person still wants to talk to you, fine. But at the end of the day, it should not go back to the same way it was that will lead to that same offense for calling the way it happened the last time. Simply what I'm trying to say is this. The continuation should not always mean the relationship must go back to the exact that word exact same way it was. We shouldn't you can still decide to keep up a relationship with the person. Okay. But if you know that there is something that this person keeps doing which is unhealthy for you, you should kind of create space. Not that you should cut off from the person. If the person still asks you for something, you should give. If the person still wants to reach out to you, you should agree to um, talk to the person or whatever. But I'm just saying that you cannot change anybody's behavior. So at the end of the day, if that relationship is going to be held, you have to keep it in such a way that that same offense does not keep on occurring. Okay. I don't know if you yeah, get what I mean. Yeah, but, but uh, I still want to ask, if... Um if the relationship does not go back to the exact way it was, can we really say there is a reconciliation in that situation? Of course, there is no reconciliation. Oh, really? If there is no reconciliation, that means the cut of the relationship. That's why people reconcile, and that's why the thing called malice is there because you don't talk about the state of reconciliation. But I was thinking that um, reconciliation actually means going back to the way it was before. Well, in my opinion, mm. it's not practical. Yeah, really? Every time. So you say that. Did you say every time? And in fact, I believe it can happen, but I don't even think it should happen all the time. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so what you're saying is that there are exceptions, right? In, 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 when it comes to this reconciliation. Yes, there are exceptions okay. depending on the way the person is, depending on their behavior. Okay. Mm. Because I, I, even, I was about. This is even kind of um, similar to um, the issue of abusing trust. Because if someone keeps on doing the same thing, mm. are you trying to say you are just mm. trying to create a, an avenue for the person to still offend you again? Let's take a very simple instance. Someone killed your parents or your, your, your father or your mother or something like that. And you now still decide that you want to keep that level of closeness with the person. Let's say it's someone you knew and because of your relationship with that person, they got that information to be able to do that damage. And you want to go back to the exact same way it was, which is going to still lead to more damage. Now, you're not avoiding this because you're trying to say, no, I don't want to talk to this person. Any way you want to handle it, but it must not go back to the same way because you're just creating a runway for damage to happen again. It's different from holding that thing that that person did in your mind and saying that I must revenge for this, or saying that this person owes me because you did this bad thing. Yeah, so I think I think basically basically you are saying that the deeper the cuts, the more the deep the um, more difficult the reconciliation. Is that what you're trying to say? No, not the deeper the cuts. Mostly mm-hmm. the nature of the person or the nature of the possible offense. Mm-hmm, okay. And being very practical. Unless, unless you actually want the same exact thing to repeat itself. Because the truth is that if you are forgiving someone, doesn't mean that you want the same thing to happen again. It just means that I have let go of the past. She does not owe me or she does not owe me. And I, 
I choose not to hold a grudge against this person. But I am not giving God you an opportunity to. Person. That is what I see as oh. It doesn't mean that you should neglect the possible future. Okay. But if the person is, is like we talked about in trusts, if the person is doing or meeting up to expectations, you can reconcile with the person. It's even possible for you to go back to the way before. Of course, I'm sure people that are married or family members reconcile, and in some cases, they even get better. Yes, I've seen situations like that. that before. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. But then, um, in all of this, okay, talking yeah. about what forgiveness does not do, um, you know, forgiveness. One, one thing that makes it difficult for people to forgive actually is this idea of holding grudge, right? And uh, okay. just, just to, to, to move away a bit from this idea of forgiveness, I want to focus on grudge now. Someone once okay. said that um, when you hold grudge against someone, it makes you look foolish sometimes or most, most times, you know, it brings about a folly in you. Uh, how true is that statement? Foolish. Hmm. That word, I don't know <laughs> if you really make someone look foolish. Okay, well, let, let, me give, let me give you an example. Let me, let me give you an example now, for instance. Okay? Um, okay. A woman is holding a grudge against his, his husband. I'm sorry, her husband. Alright? And uh, because of that grudge, she's cooking in the kitchen. She's like, eh, not be this man. Not be this man. She'll carry pepper. Add enough pepper. <laughs> <laughs> this man, Abi, carry salt, pour salt, <laughs> and she has forgotten that she will still eat from that same food. She's cooking, you know. So something like that. Do you really think grudge normally push people to that point where they are actually forget the, the, their sanity and do things abnormally just to get back at the person who has offended them? Well, um. I would say that people that are judging from third point of view or third person's perspective are where we see that foolishness. But the person at that point in time, I'm not justifying it and I'm mm. not saying it's the right thing to do. Mm. But I can easily say without doubt that that person doesn't see it as foolishness. No, but are trying to say. Their emotions to control them at the moment. They are angry, they feel hurt, and they want to get revenge. No, you know, like they like we've said, they are not in their right senses at that point. Like, okay, so you now, <laughs> that is on your own right sense, what what do you call that act? Um, uh, I um, I, I don't really know what to call it, but I'll just say that it's being led by your. So you know, you mean if you see foolish, I won't call it foolish. I wouldn't say it's foolish, but I would just say you're being led by blind emotions, which is wrong because your emotions can change at any time. They're not okay. supposed to direct you. You are supposed to act to direct your emotions. It's alright. That's how people learn to control themselves because. People can annoy you to the point of anger and you can be so angry with someone that you use something maybe to hit them and they fall on the ground and that's how they get dead and you go to prison for their for their death whereby it was just simple anger, right? Mm. So I would just say it's acting um from blind emotions. Okay, so what what, allow what, what really do you call control our emotions? What really do you call folly or foolishness? But from what you're saying, I see if it's difficult for you to identify. <laughs> uh, what's 
can be called foolish or a folly. So what really do you call foolishness in your own definition? Uh, it's not a definition of foolishness. Oh, you don't have such a dictionary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how would I say? Okay, foolishness is just doing something that you know has a wrong consequence. Like, you are just acting out of, like, when you are not thinking straight. Let me see. I don't really know how to define foolishness, but so, yeah, when you are doing something that, that is not like stupid is another word for being foolish. But when you are doing it's something right. that is true, to think of the consequence. Okay. You really um to let your common sense drive your action. Mm. And you you, you um resort to some other source of maybe your you're just you don't just let your common sense drive you, you just work on something else. You don't you don't think straight. Mm-hmm. And you do something that you know will bring the bad consequence mm. or you do something that you know that is not the right thing to do but you just decide to do it anyway. For whatsoever reason, I don't know. I think it's caused by so many things. Okay. So having discussed all of this, would you say forgiving people is good or is the right thing to do? Okay. Okay. All right, people. There you have it. Forgiveness. The myth of forgiveness. Gary Chapman has said there are four things forgiveness doesn't do. And I think that's one problem we as human beings often have uh, we are usually deluded when we say forgive and forget just like was rightly pointed out at the beginning uh, your brain is not a memory card or a storage device where you say all right this thing mary has done to me i'm forgiving her i want to forget it press delete and then it goes off no it doesn't work that way forgiveness is not a feeling it's a thing of choice. It is something you decide to do regardless of how you, how you feel, feel. Yeah. about it. Okay? Yeah, that's true. So um we'd like you to join the conversation. Join join us on Facebook and Instagram. That's Eloka on the Eclectic. E-L-O-K-A-O-N-T-H-E-E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C. And you can also send us a mail to eloka on the eclectic at gmail.com. If you have any topic you want to discuss right here on the eclectic, or there's a story you want to share with us, we'll be glad to receive it and then get the right resource person to tackle your issues. Now, Miss Mary, thank you for joining us on the eclectic today. Do you have any final thank words for us for before we let me. you go? Final words for us, please. Oh, um, uh, well, uh. I have to say that forgiveness is um, a decision we have to make at so many points in our life, and I just think that we should focus more on the moral aspect of it. That is the fact that God um, asks us to forgive people because we recognize His ultimate will in things. Because the truth is, um, it may look very difficult, but at the end of the day, we should learn and constantly practice that decision of forgiveness. It will mm. eventually, probably over time, it may or may not make it easier, but we should just learn to constantly practice it. That's what I have to say. Alright. Okay. Thank you once more for joining us. We do hope that when next we call on you to help us discuss a topic, you will be willing to oblige us. Alright. Thank you very much. Lucky. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, it has been a wonderful conversation. Um, in general, people, it's good to forgive. Forgive and feel cool. Alright people, there you have it. Until next time, it's been hanging out with a local on the click, the click, the click.